This is WQA Radio, a podcast from the Water Quality Association, the leading voice of the water treatment industry. And hello, I'm your host, Wes Bleed. I do think that the way we're doing business, the way we've been forced to do business is to some extent going to stick around even when the world starts to come back to normal. That's Kelly Thompson, president of Moda Vitality, talking about the impact of COVID-19 on the water treatment industry. And welcome to WQA Radio, news and insights about the water treatment industry. You can find us at WQA.org on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. This is episode number 180. And if you're joining us for the first time, we are so glad you're here. Be sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss a show. That's the magic of podcasting. We're publishing this episode on August 5th of 2020. And we want to make sure you're planning to join us for the 2020 WQA Mid-Year Leadership Conference coming up September 16th and 17th with a welcome reception on September 15th. Learn more and register at wqa.org slash mylc. It's all virtual. You'll join us online. In this episode, we talk with Kelly Thompson about the changes in business, in customer service, in training, and how he's adapted his business model, all in response to the coronavirus. Later, we'll get a regulatory update from Kathleen Burbage. Plus, I'll have our WQA tip. Now on to Kelly Thompson on WQA Radio. Kelly Thompson, president of Moda Vitality, a water treatment industry consulting firm and supplier is with us. And Kelly is also the chair of the professional certification committee for WQA. Longtime WQA member, always good to bump into Kelly. In fact, fun fact, he and I were together at the DC fly-in back in March. And Kelly, first of all, welcome. Appreciate you joining us. Thank you. And that seems like eons ago that we were roaming the halls of Congress. And wow, a lot of time has uh, has flown by. It, you know, it's funny. We That was right before the world fell apart. And they were, some of the people were still not, there were a few of the people that we spoke with that were not shaking hands. Um, and they had signs to that effect, but it, it was still very crowded. And uh, it, boy, two weeks later, what a difference. Well, yeah, I was going to say a couple of weeks later, we announced that the convention was essentially canceled uh, and that we were going to a virtual annual meeting and virtual education. And, and of course, that's all come and gone. And, and yet the COVID-19 crisis lingers on as we're recording this in mid-July. Uh, let me just ask you, first of all, how's it been going for you during this time? And, uh, you know, let's talk about some of the things that have changed for you as a result and you and your clients? As you know, our our industry is considered essential. So most of our clients have kept their doors open, although obviously as the states were closed down, it required, uh, you know, really changing the way we, um, we presented our products and our services into the home. Um, some customers were obviously a lot more skeptical over having somebody into the home and dealers were 
very cautious about sending their teams into the homes, um, either for uh, you know, sales presentations or service or installations. Um, that seems to have been leveling out a little bit, but you know, there, it was, I think, a challenge for a lot of dealerships there uh, for a couple months and, and many, for many of them still remains today. Um, I'm seeing that for most of the dealers this last month that, that I have worked with, that Motor Vitality has served, we're seeing that while revenue was down dramatically during March and April, um, and some in May, June and July ended up being incredibly good months as things started to open back up and they started to find their, um, their, uh, you know, find their, their way with virtual combining virtual consultations or virtual service calls with, um, entering into the homes with protective gear, um, making sure that there were masks and, and, and gloves and the things that customers needed to feel safe and that the dealerships needed in order to assure that their teams were safe. Um, so the revenue I've seen begin to pick up. I think people are doing a lot more uh, education online. They're, they're researching a little bit more. I think reviews are very important. Uh, people want to make sure that they're doing business with a company that is legitimate and, uh, that is following, um, you know, more than ever, I think the code of ethics are, are really critical. People are looking for those things because they want to make sure that they're, they're only doing business with the company that's going to take their, their interest, uh, to heart. Um, so I think, I think it's a new world. I think we're always going to be doing things differently now for forever. I think it's probably changed forever, but, but our business, I believe is going to be, the water treatment industry is going to be stronger because of this, not weaker. As with anything like this, uh, there's always those companies out there that spring up and try and use this as uh, in an unscrupulous manner. Um, you know, using scare tactics. I, I've I've seen some competitors of some of our clients send things out. You know, suggesting that COVID could be in the water you know, and suggesting that they can protect from COVID and the viruses and those. And so I think it becomes even more important to embrace the, the code of ethics through w, that WQA has to offer and to really promote the WQA certification and the WQA uh, membership. And, uh, and, you know, that, that I think more than ever will help us stand apart from those companies that are using scare tactics and unscrupulous uh, sales techniques in order to promote their services or their products. Yeah, well said, because we are trying to put more of an emphasis on that, uh, as you know, this year with the uh, changing in the marketing guidelines and uh, and so forth. And so it is uh, obviously paramount at, at this time. Now, I know because you've been doing training and consulting for some time with an online component and you've got your own podcast and uh, so, so that was not new to you. You didn't suddenly all of a sudden flip a switch and say, well, I'm virtual. No, you've actually done a fair amount of that. So I, I can imagine that having been positioned well helped you in, in your training. Well, I, I think yeah. it helped me. You know, I, I've been using things uh, like 
you know, video conferencing, as you said, to do WQA training, you know, to help guide people through their certification or webinars or those things for in motor vitality has been around for 12 years and we've been doing it since the beginning of that. So, so definitely, uh, you know, I was familiar with how to use those. I think where it's helped is that this, new way of living for everybody has helped them become more familiar with how to use virtual training. So they've been more receptive to the training that we've had to offer because now they're learning, you know, WebEx and Zoom and, and, you know, just all the, all the different for, you know, uh, um, companies that are now offering the video training. Uh, and so they've become more familiar or more comfortable with using those as a, uh, a training method than they have before. So, so yeah, it's been good. I, I think it's been great for our customers too, because in some ways it's going to help because we can do these virtual, you know, it doesn't cost a lot of money to do a virtual consultation or a virtual service call. I mean, there, you can do, even if you reduce the, the cost of service, you know, if somebody, if you can set it up and they've got, you know, they can FaceTime and show you the bypasses. I mean, how many service calls are we running out there, are dealers running where it's just a bypass off? And let's say you charge $150 to go do that service call and you have to do it because there's a cost associated with going out there. Okay. But, um, you know, to have that in-person service call versus being able to charge maybe, you know, $75 for a service call where, you can actually see the bypass and walk them through exactly how to do it. In some cases, you could even record it so they can go back and review it later if they needed to. Um, and But that then becomes, other than the time that it took that service technician to look at that screen and walk them through it, it's a, it's a way greater margin than it would have been by, you know, when you calculate the amount of fuel and the time and the drive time and the, the effort and all of that. You lose some of the personal stuff. You know, you lose that that face-to-face. Um, so there is a trade-off there. And I, I think the face-to-face stuff is really valuable. But um, I, I do think that the way we're doing business, the way we've been forced to do business is to some extent going to stick around even when the world starts to come back to normal. It certainly does allow for some new innovations and some new opportunities to do the same, as you say, the same essential uh, treatment or the same essential service but you just do it virtually. And uh, that's exciting. Uh, as far as training, put your uh, professional certification committee chair hat on for a second. What can you say about what you've noticed in terms of people being interested in uh, our training, WQA's training and professional certification? So uh, in addition to being chair of the professional certification committee, Motor Vitality also offers a guided course to help people get certified. So, so I, uh, I'm proud to say that that our team, that the Motor Vitality team has helped more individuals than I believe any any other organization in the country get more people certified for WQA. I, I, as you know, I believe very strongly in certification. I think I think that it is a, a crucial component to um, to raising the integrity level of our industry, the education level, the way we, we bring our products and services to market. I, I just think it's, it's absolutely critical that certification and the knowledge. And I've been pleased that there have been a lot of people that have reached out to us to help them guide them through that course, you know, to, um, and when I say guide, I mean, you know, of course the knowledge base and the, the modular education, um, the modular education program is, is phenomenal, 
but it, it can be a little academic. It can be a little tough. And sometimes people, because they're wearing so many hats and they're trying to get everything, you know, they're trying to do so much, finding the time to do it or, or having somebody hold them accountable to complete the program is a little challenging as well. Um, so we have noticed now that people have had more time, uh, in some cases, there's been a definite interest in, in getting certified. And so they've reached out to us to help mentor or help guide them through this program and teach them. Um, as the world is starting to open back up in many, in many places, though, I'm noticing that while they were very, many were very enthusiastic about getting it started, some of them are starting to drop off. And, and I would say, um, I would say we definitely had a lot more interest in people signing up, but I'm also seeing a lot, some of that, I wouldn't say interest because I think they're still interested, but there's a, you know, there's been a lot of work that needs to go into bringing things back online, you know, and, and, and starting, you know, the, all that, all that time, all those customers that got held off during the, the close down months, you know, they've got to be serviced. And so, so there's a lot more, you know, there may be less time, but I would, I would say that uh, we definitely have had a lot more people interested in getting their certification. Um, what I would say to those people is to keep it going. Don't let it stop, you know, continue to make it a, a priority. Um, you're so close, finish it up. Right. Definitely. Hey, that's great, uh, Kelly. Anything else in terms of you talked a little bit about what we'll continue to see and the changes that have been um, realized now because of COVID-19, what will likely occur in the uh, in the future? Anything more about this new normal that uh, you think people need to know? Yeah. So as you I, I, um, you mentioned that Motor Vitality was a supplier, and there's something that I've noticed a trend of, and, and this has been good for my business as well. Uh, and I think it's something that dealerships really need to embrace and figure out how to um, how to work within. You know, everybody relied on companies like like Amazon and you know online purchasing and online sales. Um, when things were shut down, a lot of times that's how the only way people got supplies. You know, is to have it delivered and. And I think that that is a habit that is going to continue. People have gotten used to shopping online. Um, and I, I think it's important for dealers to not, I think that's going to continue to some extent. You know, people are going to still go on. It, there, it was always there before people, you know, there, there were always those online purchases, things that you could buy. Um, I think it's going to be even more so now. And a dealership really needs to find a way to, um, to combine those two things, the in-person service that they offered before, you know, having their installer put it in, but to maybe guide that, that process through the online, um, you know, I, I think people need to really recognize that that's going to be a major component to the way people are purchasing now. Um, I've noticed that with our service, you know, we, we have definitely done a lot more uh, online business with our e-commerce, the e-commerce component of Motor Vitality. Um, and uh, I've seen dealers run into that same thing, that the successful dealers are finding programs that work within the, that new purchasing norm. Excellent ideas. And I think, uh, uh, I think this is going to be something that continues to be discussed at mid-year leadership conference, convention, and, and, and going forward, this will be a topic of conversation to be sure. Can I say well, one thing we, about the conventions there, Wes? And I don't know if this is, can I, you, you mentioned, you know, one of the things to be discussed at the, the conventions. Um, 
if there's one thing that I've seen impact our industry in, in a way that has surprised me and has been really, for me personally, has been tough. And, and I have a suggestion uh, to dealers about this. You know, we, we did go virtual. Um, mid-year again is virtual this year. You know, and, and Vegas right now is, of course, you know, next year the, the national convention is there. But who knows? I mean, there's, you know, so much is up in the air and, and March is not that far away for, you know, for next year. And, and um, it's uh, I think people I don't know if they realize how important it is to mingle and and um and speak to other members from the industry. You know, for me personally, twice a year at least and more when we go to do the DC fly-in, as you mentioned, you know, the opportunity to get there and sit down with other professionals from the industry, from other areas, um, you know, other manufacturers, other suppliers, other dealers, other, you know, to, to listen to their ideas and to learn from them. That stuff is really critical. And you get some of that with the virtual the virtual conventions, but it's not the same. What you don't get with the virtual conventions are the after parties, right? The, the going and having lunch or the dinner or the coffee or the, or, or sitting down in the hallway and and seeing people that you hadn't seen in a long time. So what I would recommend to people is out there is also to make it a priority to reach out and talk to each other. You know, don't wait for the conventions to come, pick up the phone and call the people from the industry just uh, that's been I, that's happened to me there there have been people that i normally only speak to at conventions you know mid-year or, or whatever that i have um people have just reached out to me and hey i just wanted to say hi i didn't get to see you down uh you know in, in orlando and i just wanted to say hi and i would that's been really beneficial to me uh to hear from them i've started doing the same just not really having a reason other than just to touch base and say hello and that has helped me get through this kind of the, you know, the, this time period, um, of, of not being able to talk to people within the industry that I respect and admire and learn from every time I talk to them. So I I would encourage dealers or members of the industry to just pick up the phone, randomly call somebody that you would have only seen at convention and talk to them. Awesome idea. And I also like to think that part of the value of this podcast is when we interview people like you. And there's a bit of that connection that comes through because now folks have, have actually just heard from Kelly Thompson, you know, and they wouldn't have otherwise had, had that experience had they not uh, listened to WQA radio. So how can people get in touch with you, Kelly, speaking of getting in touch? So of course you can always reach us at motivitality.com. So that's uh, M-O-T-I hyphen V-I-T-A-L-I-T-Y.com. Um, or you can Call us at uh, at eight one zero six five five ninety six hundred, and feel free to email me at Kelly T K E L O Y T at motivitality dot com as well. I, I pride myself on returning phone calls and emails, although um, sometimes uh, it may take a day or two. So please be patient with me. Um, All right. Hey Kelly, thank you very much for doing this. This is terrific and great ideas. And uh, as I say, you know, we'll be talking about these for months to come. Thank you, Wes. I really appreciate everything you do for the industry as well. This is Kathleen Burbage, WQA's Global Regulatory and Government Affairs Manager with your regulatory update. Organizing lead service line replacement projects have been key water initiatives at the local level. 
Many communities are working on solutions to replace both city-owned service lines and homeowner private lines. In Louisville, Kentucky, the Louisville Water Company is now offering funding to homeowners to replace any private lines that might still be led. Other water utilities in Wisconsin and Colorado, for instance, are also supplying point-of-use devices during their lead service line removal projects. When you review WQA's monthly bills list, you'll find that lead in drinking water remains a prominent topic for legislators, and water treatment companies are looking for affordable remediation technologies to address short-term and long-term water quality issues. To catch up on the latest bills list, visit WQA.org and head to the Government Affairs webpage. I'm Kathleen Burbage for WQA Radio. And now our WQA tip. Continue to check out the coronavirus resources on the WQA website. We've got new information on the Paycheck Protection Program and other resources, a video that steps you through the various pages. We've got a uh, a resource called COVID-19 and drinking water. All of this is available at wqa.org slash coronavirus. Education is available as well. Our Live virtual education sessions that were held in April are all recorded and available for on-demand playback. You'll be able to see the recorded sessions throughout the year by going to wqa.org convention, clicking on the education tab. If you did not register for convention or for those sessions, you can still do so. Uh, they are terrific resources for you and your entire team and uh, even better deal. Join WQA. Become a member now and you'll get free access to all of that terrific education. Again, join now for access to that great education. Go to wqa.org slash membership. Thanks for listening to WQA Radio, a podcast of the Water Quality Association, the leading voice of the water treatment industry. Remember, you can subscribe to WQA Radio on most popular podcast apps. Learn more about water at WQA.org and, of course, learn about WQA product certification, professional certification, and how you can become a member at WQA.org. This is Wes Bleed, so long from WQA Radio.